Welcome to the IAH podcast, where we profile fellows of the Institute for the Arts and Humanities here at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm Melissa Clay, communication specialist. In this episode, Philip Hollingsworth speaks with Mai Nguyen, Associate Professor of City and Regional Planning and incoming IAH new faculty program director. In their conversation, Professor Nguyen discusses her research on social and spatial equity. She also defines her goals in her new role as director. So I guess to start out, uh, if you don't mind, can you give us a, just a brief overview of your research? I am in the City and Regional Planning Department, and I focus on housing and community development broadly. But within that, I really focus on social and spatial equity, so both how planning and public policy can actually contribute to social and spatial equity, but also ameliorate these inequalities um, that exist within our social and spatial world. Are there examples of that? We'll use the Chapel Hill example. Actually, last semester, my students and I worked on a project with Orange County, mm-hmm. and that includes Chapel Hill, on affordable housing and the lack thereof of affordable housing. And what are some best practices that can actually work in a place like Chapel Hill? So the difference in our field, in planning versus other social science field, is is oftentimes we really consider the context. So public policies don't always work in different contexts. So okay. we try to actually provide very context-specific, relevant recommendations to places, uh, to local elected officials, to city staff, um, that could really work for them. So it requires analyses at the local level and really understanding the politics and the history and the demographics, all the things, the characteristics that make up local places. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain city or a region that interests you the most? Well, I've been (laughs) I research all over the country, urban places. But lately, I've been really focusing on St. Louis for a research project that is funded by the IEH, the social justice uh, grant that went out, and looking at the historical housing policies that have shaped modern-day St. Louis. So Mm -hmm. although I do study all cities, many cities across the country, St. Louis has been my focus this summer. And what kind of interests you about that particular city? Are there any idiosyncratic developments or policies that, that kind of stand out? Well, St. Louis is, is sort of the city that has the most iconic public housing development of all time, Pruitt-Igo. And it's sort of been a symbol of the failure of public housing. I don't know if you've seen these images where huge public housing development was blown up And that's kind of the image that people think of when they think of St. Louis and public housing. Mm -hmm. So it has that history, but it also um, just has a a history, the history of of Plessy versus Ferguson, the Supreme Court ruling that, Mm -hmm. you know, said separate um, but equal. And so the reason why I chose St. Louis is to start with this Plessy versus Ferguson ruling and think about whether or not separate has been equal over time, and how that ruling has actually created a society and a city, really, that is not really equal and set the stage for modern-day events around violence and, and, and police brutality and, and the shooting of Michael Brown. Going into the classroom, what are some of the moments that excite you most about teaching? You know, I teach a range of students. So uh, primarily, I teach graduate students. 
uh, master's students, but I also teach a first-year seminar. And I really love my first-year seminar because the students come in, and I teach it in the fall. They come in as brand-new college students. And so they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and, you know, they're just really excited to be here. And you, you just sense that enthusiasm for learning, that, that real zest for learning. And um, my class is called Race, Sex, and Place. And so mm-hmm. many of these students uh, that come to UNC come from all different places in North Carolina. A lot of them are small towns. So I introduce them to concepts in major urban places that they've never really thought about or really they haven't experienced throughout their lives. And so what's really neat is for them to become, just open up their world really in the classroom and have them become really passionate about cities. Yeah, many of them then minor in urban planning or consider going on to graduate school and becoming an urban planner. I have a friend that's super fascinated by public transit. At first I thought, what's what's up with that? And then I realized, oh, there's people that study this, and it's really important, and it is kind of interesting. (laughs) That's right. Where these subway stops and where they don't stop. Yeah, and how that affects people and how they get to work. Yeah. There's so many facets of planning that affect people's everyday lives. And living here... It's fascinating to me that a small southern town has a subsidized bus system. It's, it's not common. Yeah, That's yeah, true. I know that. Yeah. It's not common, and um, but it, it's a great asset to this mm-hmm. community, right, that you can get on a bus and not have to pay, not show ID, and be mobile. I think that that's one of the best things about this university, actually, is the free bus system that, that the university actually contributes to right. yeah. in terms of funding it. What's a book that changed your life? If I had to think back to how I got involved in the social sciences and became passionate about inequality, it would probably be Jonathan Kozel's Savage Inequalities. I read it as an undergrad in a sociology class, and it really opened up my world to institutional racism and Mm -hmm. inequality and how defunding inner-city schools or the lack of funding in inner-city schools really shaped the trajectory of children. And that that really inspired me and got me into this field. Is that a book that changed your trajectory in, in undergrad? Or was yes. it somewhere? Were you? I, I was a pre-med major <laughs> at the time. And I realized that going to um, chemistry classes versus going to my sociology classes was much less fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing happened to me. It was in high school. I took AP chemistry. I was like, I really enjoy my Spanish class a lot more than this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe That's I don't right. want to be a pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, I found myself wanting to read more and wanting to yeah. learn more. And you know when you can spark that curiosity, that intellectual curiosity in somebody, you know that that's the path you should take, right? Whereas I, was, I, I wasn't that passionate about being in pre-med. So coming in as the director of the new faculty program here at the IEH. What are some of your goals? I think that what I'd like to accomplish, there's there's a number of things I'd like to accomplish. First, I would just like to connect new faculty to other faculty. You know, sometimes the university can be very siloed, so getting faculty out of their classrooms, out of their departments, and connecting to the broader community, I think is important for the the, com- the university community in general because mm-hmm. it, it creates a sense of community, a sense of belonging. The other thing that I would like to accomplish is 
is to really integrate new faculty into the culture and the life of the university, learning about um, what goes on in institutes and centers, what goes on in terms of research that's outside of your of your department. I think connecting faculty to the life of the university and understanding the university better, those two things are really important, I think, for new faculty. What do you think is unique to UNC that you want the new faculty to tap into? You know, I think UNC, in terms of its culture, is very collaborative. That is not something I've experienced at other places. And so faculty are very much willing to have coffee, collaborate on research projects, collaborate on grants together. And I think that I would like the new faculty to have those opportunities to collaborate and engage with with other faculty members across the university. Have you found a certain collaboration that was really inspiring or with a certain, like another subject or a different department? I've collaborated with people all across campus. I've collaborated with folks in my department, but also I had a a multi-year collaboration with Hannah Gill over Mm -hmm. at the Institute for the Study of the Americas. We studied immigration here in North Carolina, and that was both wonderful on a research front, but also an impact front. We we worked out in the community. We educated the community on immigration policies that might impact them. Um, we collaborated across uh, with the law school to actually teach communities about their rights. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, that was really, I think, a, a collaboration that was quite fruitful. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Check back at iah.unc.edu for the latest news on our fellows and upcoming events at Hyde Hall. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on our website, as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at iah_unc. underscore UNC.